0: Good evening everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to understand their long-term health and weight goals and how their body works. I am your host, I am Shmaine Linney, I am a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker and certified iridologist and I'm very happy to have you back with me on this October evening. I hope you're all keeping really well. And I do hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. The topic was brought up by two of my clients that are having issues with pancreatitis. So if you find this helpful, you may be so kind to share with your friends or family members that would also benefit from it. Before we go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please do consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, so pancreatitis. This is a reasonably large topic so I won't be able to do it justice on a short podcast episode like this but I should be able to give you the gist of things or the basics of how it works. So when we look at pancreatitis generally we are looking at your acute pancreatitis, your chronic pancreatitis or the more severe negritizing pancreatitis and when we see well first let's understand the pancreas and if you've ever heard me discuss the digestive system or the vagus nerve or enzymes or anything you'll have heard of me talk about the pancreas before so your pancreas sits behind your stomach near your small intestines and it releases enzymes that help you digest foods but it also helps you regulate blood glucose so blood sugars or manages your blood sugars better when we see um, pancreatitis occur we generally see this as inflammation of the pancreas as with many 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 diseases and conditions inflammation is behind most of them so this is why I focus a lot on inflammation I get concerned when I see chronic inflammation in my clients we're always trying to push down or spin down inflammation as much as we can because inflammation is a big big driving factor behind all of these issues especially especially organ issues, because inflammation of the tissues, of course, is going to damage the organs. But pancreatitis can come and go quickly, or it can be a chronic problem. And just because it comes and goes quickly does not mean that it's not going to be serious. You can get pancreatitis that'll come on really quickly. That's quite serious. And that's where we see this negritizing pancreatitis. And then your treatment will depend on whether your pancreatitis is acute or severe or chronic. So most people who have pancreatitis experience middle left upper abdominal pain as their primary symptom. So again, that's middle left upper abdominal pain. Um, And some people who have chronic pancreatitis may show inflammation on diagnostic imaging scans, or if they got blood panels done, they may see increases in um, interleukin cytokines as well, if your doctor's looking there, and some enzymes may be increased, but we'll get to that later. But otherwise, some people may show no symptoms at all. Um, But some symptoms, apart from that middle upper abdominal pain, might be pain that wraps around the whole upper body and involves your back, kind of like someone is squeezing your ribs and your upper chest. You may experience indigestion, nausea, vomiting, um, muscle soreness or abdominal soreness, like it's tender to touch unintentional weight loss and i know some people will laugh because they'll be like well i didn't get the weight loss part it wouldn't have been that bad if i had got that um another symptom is going to be bloating severe bloating around the stomach and abdomen hiccups can be another thing and in worst cases we can see a fever come on as the body tries to respond to the excess cytokines or inflammatory molecules going around. Um, But people who have chronic pancreatitis, they may also experience what's called steatorrhea, which is where we see fatty stools or fatty poop, floating poop or poop that has oil or mucus around it that also gives off a terrible bad odor as well. So that stereo can be a sign of malabsorption. And we can see this with gallbladder issues as well. I'll generally ask my clients, do you see oil or mucus around your poop? And this means that you're not getting all of your essential nutrients because your pancreas and your gallbladder are not helping to break down stuff properly by not either secreting enough digestive enzymes or enough bile. Um, so we can see that. So that is not definitive of pancreatitis but combined with the other symptoms it may be so when we look at types of pancreatitis um, we see let's first look at acute pancreatitis acute pancreatitis is the main cause of hospital admissions for gastrointestinal issues although in some cases it's not going to be that bad and you may not need to visit urgent care at all Um, so when we look at acute pancreatitis it's not commonly connected to organ failure and it generally is the milder form of pancreatitis the mortality rate around that is less than 1% and like I said usually you won't even need to go to urgent care unless you bring with you some core morbidities like diabetes or cardiovascular issues or something like that Um, whereas with the more severe pancreatitis we can see the person develop more severe issues and can even develop sepsis or septic shock and even then multi-organ failure and worst case scenario death mortality rate with severe necrotizing pancreatitis is between 50 and 40 percent which is shocking um And I'm not saying that to scare you, just for your awareness. So according to the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, around 275,000 Americans are admitted to hospital for acute pancreatitis every year. So the onset of acute pancreatitis can be very sudden in regards to symptoms you may have something going on for a few weeks like i said but not experience any symptoms and then all of a sudden things get so bad that you start to experience the pain or whatever now the inflammation usually clears up within several days after treatment begins um, but worst case scenario you may require hospital stay Acute pancreatitis is much more common in adults than in children, generally because children have better bacterial profiles, they metabolize foods and stuff way more effectively than we do. As we get older, our bile production goes down, our metabolism goes down, we start to produce less enzymes. So there's a whole load of things. We generally become more insulin resistant in my opinion this is why we see that pancreatitis is more common in adults than children Um, and then this acute pancreatitis if not taken care of and if you do go through treatment and don't change your lifestyle habits your nutrition your activity how you do certain things if you fast if you sleep all this if you don't address those as well as receive your treatment your condition can turn into chronic pancreatitis um, especially if you smoke or drink alcohol regularly but when this happens it means that just because your pancreatitis is cleared up this week does not mean it's not going to come back with a vengeance in a few months and then a few years and you could constantly be battling it for the rest of your life so that chronic pancreatitis is long-term chronic inflammation of the pancreas which is not just words it's quite serious any sort of chronic inflammation is very very serious and sometimes I think people don't actually understand the damaging life-altering effects of having chronic inflammation And like I said, that can come back consistently or continue to occur over a long period of time, even over your life. Um, So people with chronic pancreatitis can have permanent damage to their pancreas and other organs and get scar tissue and have that inflammation spread. Like it's a shit show to say it nice. So you really have to take your treatment, but also if I may be so bold, to say, change your lifestyle too. If lifestyle is what got you here, then it is time to change it. This is the universe way of telling you, I'm going to give you pancreatitis because you can fix this or you cannot fix this and I'm going to give you something worse. And that sounds really harsh, but I'm a big believer in being soft and fluffy with people does not get people where they need to be pancreatitis can cause diabetes pancreatitis can damage the cells that produce insulin which also is released by the pancreas so within the pancreas we have these different chambers or rooms that create different hormones and enzymes and insulin is one of those and when you start having issues with that then we see that pancreatitis can lead to diabetes in about 45% of the people with chronic pancreatitis I really do believe that's because they got the treatment but didn't make the lifestyle changes again I know that's harsh but come on let's be real people and then of course if we look at long-term alcohol use we see about 70% of cases of chronic pancreatitis in adults is due to that and then we can see other things happen like autoimmune diseases, cystic fibrosis um, and a few other things. So before I go on to negrotizing pancreatitis I just wanted to go back a bit about the blood tests you may be able to see on a pathology report if you get increases in um, CLK or interleukin Cytokines, you may also see increased amylase and lipase enzymes. So, amylase being the enzyme that we produce or take, if you take an enzyme to digest carbohydrates, and then lipase being our fat breaking down enzyme. So, lipase then helps us break down, emulsify, and burn fat for energy. So we can see an increase in both amylase and lipase enzymes, which may tell us that the body is increasing enzymatic production to break down sugars and fats. Then to just get a little bit more specific, different forms of pancreatitis vary between men and women. So we see biliary pancreatitis be more common in women. And that's pancreatitis from formation of gallstones. And this is the one that my two clients are experiencing right now. When you pass stones, you can create pancreatitis from the inflammation and the damage and the stress being put on to that area of the body. We generally see gallbladder and gallstone issues are more prominent in women Which by observation, my observation and I'm sure many others, is most likely due to our abundance of estrogen as well. We know there's a huge connection between gallbladder issues, estrogen, insulin resistance, liver, pancreas issues. There's that whole big cycle in the medical world. Who develops gallstones is usually looked at from an uncomfortable, not pleasant term, and I didn't make this up, but usually it's quite applicable, and it's the female fat and 40 term. So women who are overweight and middle-aged are more likely to develop gallstones. Again, I we I think we look at estrogen here and other factors that are prominent in this denomination are in this age group as well but with men we more commonly see pancreatitis is connected to alcohol abuse or diseases so oh, I just wanted to clear this up then we look at the more severe negritizing pancreatitis and this can be acute so this is like your more severe case of acute pancreatitis um, and that refers to the death of cells or tissues due to this disease. And this occurs in about 10% of acute pancreatitis cases, typically when those cases are left untreated. Um, and this is why it's so important to always seek some sort of medical advice when you are experiencing symptoms that you may not have experienced before and this necrotizing pancreatitis or this severe acute pancreatitis is highly connected to multiple multiple organ failure and like I said sepsis septic shock and then death unfortunately um, so Inflammation from pancreatitis causes the digestive enzymes to leak in back into the pancreatitis and this then can result in damage and death of the cells and the tissues leading to this necrotizing pancreatitis. In this case, your doctor may order an abdominal ultrasound or CT scan to diagnose what's going on or see how severe it is right now. If you have necrotizing pancreatitis, your doctor may take a sample of the dead tissue to make sure it hasn't become infected. Um, if you do have an infection, you'll likely need to take some antibiotics and may need to have the dead tissue removed so it doesn't spread kind of like the upside down when we think of stranger things, how that spread and infected the land. Anyway, I digress. The infection of dead tissue um, here in the pancreas increases your risk of death. So it's very important that you do seek treatment as quickly as possible. So when we look at pancreatitis causes, acute and chronic share many of the same causes um, back to gallstones and gallbladder issue and poor bile flow is going to be one cholesterol can be another some medications um, insulin resistant per diet per blood sugar regulation inflammation in itself throughout the body um, drinking a lot of alcohol infections can play their part here and then injury to your stomach or maybe a car crash or abdominal area can cause inflammation to the pancreas and then some less common causes could be cancer um i did mention cholesterol issues but high high triglycerides um hypercalcemia usually connected to hyperthyroidism Um, hypothermia strangely enough can cause pancreas issues i'm not quite sure how that works i would have to ponder on that a little bit more Um, but yeah this is what the medical dictionaries are saying congenital abnormalities um different types of parasitic infections of course anything parasitic that gets into the body or digestive tract is going to be a problem and then very rarely we'll see bites from spiders or scorpions i'm not sure which ones it doesn't list them but yeah just watch out for those dangerous arachnids and scorpions as we know are a thing here in alberta anyway so i did mention that high calcium or triglycerides which is pretty much fat in the blood um they're a big contributor and when we go and look at those especially the triglycerides we come back to that insulin resistance, excess carbohydrates, per nutrition, per lifestyle, stress is a huge one. So stress is going to drive up triglycerides, then we're going to see that stress is going to be a driving factor behind pancreatitis if it drives up your inflammation. Um, but gallstones generally for women are the most common causes, um, which hopefully they're going to be small enough that you can pass them yourself and you don't have too much issues should the gallstone get stuck um, at the junction where the main pancreatic duct and the common bile duct go together then you may need some help it'll be quite painful and you may need surgery um So always, always taking care of your digestive tract, supporting good bile flow, pancreatic flow, digestive enzymes, good nutrition, good lifestyle factors. All of this is going to play a part as much as I sound like a broken record. So just to wrap this up, how would your doctor diagnose it? Well, hopefully they'll take a look at your symptom picture, um, They'll do an ultrasound, MRI, maybe a CT scan. Some of them might look at that pathology report, looking at your bilirubin levels, maybe uh, those enzymes, those inflammatory molecules. Maybe even they might look at blood sugars and insulin. They could do a fecal fat test, so a poop fat test, which can also determine if your stools have higher fat than they should most of the time though i feel you could just see this yourself by looking in the toilet if your poop floats most of the time then you know there's a lot of fat in it or if you see an oily film or mucus around it you know you're probably having issues emulsifying the fat or breaking down the fat um And then lastly there is a pancreatic function test Um, this is also called the secretion stimulation test and that will show you whether your pancreas is responding normally or not um, to specifically the secretin hormones so the secretin hormone it causes your pancreas to release fluids that help digest foods so you can get that tested When we look at pancreatitis treatment I think you kind of already got what I was saying earlier apart from surgery um, and any other treatments your doctor may give you you're definitely looking at anti-inflammatory nutritional approaches um, lots of bile supports lots of bitter sour tart astringent foods the more bitter the better apple cider vinegar you may want to throw in some digestive enzymes for a few months as well just to help support the digestive process Um, you can look at other stuff that supports vagal nerve activity like singing or humming and nose breathing there's a whole lot of stuff You definitely want to pull back on trans fats are a big no. So anything deep fried, hydrogenated, processed foods, probably a big no. Margarines, vegetable oils, stuff like that. No, 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 no. Watch your consumption of specific carbohydrates. I would probably monitor fructose because if you're already having issues with the gallbladder and pancreas, then the liver is already going to be overburdened so we don't want to be loading that up with fructose either so fruits we would want to monitor them there. We want to keep caffeine minimal now caffeine isn't something you need to completely eliminate but we want to be smart about it maybe two cups a day just because caffeine can help and specifically coffee can help with the production of bile and support good digestion Um, you may need to pull back on portion sizes i would look at fasting definitely movement so exercise for sure to improve blood flow circulation insulin response stuff like that Um, And then your supplements are going to be, well, herbal teas for sure, anything that's going to support the gallbladder, the pancreas, the liver, the kidneys, the urinary tract, the blood, pretty much the whole body your herbal teas your anti-inflammatory you may need to go higher dose on some supplements to spin down that inflammation at specific times of the day too something like this is not going to be fixed though in a week or two if you do this this needs to be a lifestyle change because you have been given a chance now you've been given a warning and a chance to kind of get your act together and i mean that in the nicest most loving way um and if you smoke (laughs) stop smoking it's such a waste of money i don't i always say to my kids i don't even need to tell you that smoking makes you sick or gives you cancer it's just a waste of money and we all work so hard for our money that why would you pretty much throw it down the drain there are some other anti-inflammatory biohacks that you could try you could try some cold therapy or cryotherapy As a friend not friend a favorite of mine Um, Lots of cold therapy coming our way now in Alberta. As soon as that cold weather kicks in, you're going to do your abs before you go for your walk out in the cold and like man, you're going to be sorted. But also we see that there's studies um, supporting acupuncture for pancreatitis as well. So you could look into that too. Massage may help. And I say may. I'm always hesitant with massage. Because massage will cause the body and the tissues to release more inflammatory molecules into the bloodstream. That this... Can either add to the problem or be good. It really depends on the person and their lifestyle factors. Like it's going to add to the problem if you're not if you're not already following good lifestyle practices. A massage is not going to be a good idea. But if you have a massage and then after that you know how to support your different phase one, phase two, phase three of detoxification and all that sort of stuff, then you may be fine. But massage, as much as I'm sure many people are going to hate me, and I have clients that are masseuses. I'm always always hesitant and we see it and I know a lot of my clients will back me up in that when they have a massage on a Thursday or Friday we'll see it's going to affect usually their way in on a Saturday because they have that increased inflammation and I'm going to stop right there before I overwhelm you even more like I said this is a huge topic Um, It's very hard to go into a lot of detail or do it justice in the space of time I've been talking. So 26 minutes, but I think that's enough to kind of give you the gist. I know I sound like a broken record, but really a lot of these health issues and health concerns, they're usually caused by poor lifestyle habits. Some of them are going to be genetic and whatnot, but most of them are generally poor lifestyle habits and choices. And I really think when we get like a scare, a health scare, and I've had my share as well that it gives us a kick up the ass to like I said stop our shit get our act together and really commit to making these long-term changes so not changes that you're going to do for a week or two because none of us want to start getting organ transplants or having major surgery or Not be able to walk needing um, a walking frame or having arthritis so bad when we're older that we can't open or close our hands like we don't want that. So to put in the little bit of work and it's 80% of the time, if you show up for yourself 80% of the time, you get that little bit of luxury or flexibility for the other 20%. And then in the long term, it keeps you out of hospital and helps you stay off medications and stuff like that. So I really think it's worth it. And I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but lots and lots of these issues can be solved with a change in nutrition and lifestyle. Anyway, I hope you found this really, really helpful. I really do. If you have any questions, reach out to me here or on Facebook or Instagram, Shemaine's Model Health, or on my website, there's a link you can send me a message that's shemaine'smodelhealth.com. As always, if you know anyone that may benefit from this information, please do share it with them. Sharing is caring, and in this day and age, If we all share and help each other, maybe we can make a difference and tilt the world in the direction we want it to go. Otherwise, happy Halloween, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend because tomorrow is Friday. Well, when this is released, it'll be tomorrow. But have a wonderful weekend um let's try make the best of it while we can let's smile let's laugh and let's enjoy the time with our family and stay safe of course and I'll chat to you guys again soon okay bye-bye